0: Mark Levin here, our number, 877 381 381 Ladies and gentlemen, I want to read something to you from the Chinese state-affiliated media. If U.S. fighter jets escort Pelosi's plane into Taiwan, it is an invasion. The PLA... Of course, the People's Liberation Army, which is quite the opposite, the PLA has the right to forcibly dispel Pelosi's plane and the U.S. fighter jets, including firing warning shots and making tactical movement of obstruction. If ineffective, then shoot them down. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen that is a threat to assassinate Nancy Pelosi to assassinate Nancy Pelosi by the genocidal communist regime headed by this warlord G it is also a statement of war in the future by the communist regime that is as I have been warning China is going to take steps to try and provoke a war with the United States. It sees a hapless commander-in-chief, it sees generals and admirals and a secretary of defense who has weakened the men and women in the military, not because they're weak, but because they impose their wokeism on them, We've seen this coming for some time now, and my concern is they're going to act sooner than later because of Biden and the rest of them. It is so crucial that we defeat the Democrats in November and in 2024. They never would have done this under Reagan. They never would have done this under Trump, period. This is a threat akin to a threat of war against the United States. Now, I just posted something, and I want to read it to you as I pull it up here on the, on the social media and so forth. Uh, let's see here. i got to pull it up. Here it is. Communist mass murderer Xi is now threatening to assassinate Nancy Pelosi and make more with war with the United States. It's time to crush the regime economically, the way Reagan did the Soviet Union, by the way. Help arm up Japan and South Korea. Significantly increase our own military spending aimed at defeating Red China in any conflict. Launch a sprint toward massive economic growth, especially in areas where we have become reliant on China and whip the Democrats in 2022 and 2024, or none of this will happen. As for the protectionists and isolationists in the Republican Party, go screw yourselves before you screw our nation and trigger a world war with your insane idiocy. With your insane idiocy. They call themselves nationalists. They're fakes, phonies, and frauds. If you're a nationalist, you believe that the United States needs to build up its military, remain a superpower in every respect, and that a communist regime cannot and must not be able to threaten us, threaten the assassination of a leader of this country, whether you like her or not, threaten the security of this nation, threaten the economic well-being of this nation, since... Trillions and trillions of dollars, almost half the world's economic activity flows through the South China Sea. They have no right to make a claim to the South China Sea, the East China Sea. They have no right to make a claim to Taiwan, which broke off after their so-called revolution. And we don't have to sit here. You Republicans, you need to become a little bit stronger, particularly young Republicans who are sucked into this radical libertarianism which is basically in many ways neo-marxism <gasps> that's correct when it comes to foreign policy there's not a hell of a lot of difference between the neo-marxists and the radical libertarians I dealt with one of these kooks at a recent debate his name's Sabatini, he's running for congress in the uh, 7th congressional district but he's just illustrative of the problem And when pressed, he thought we should be able to surrender East Europe. What does that have to do with us? Despite the fact that men and women in uniform, American uniforms died. Died. To push back the communists and the fascists. Big deal. Big deal, he says. It has nothing to do with us. It's not a serious direct threat. Of course it is. You want to wake up one day, wake up one day and whether they're the communists, or the fascists, or whatever they are, controlling choke points all throughout the globe, outmaneuvering us all throughout the globe, and then all of a sudden we say, but as long as you don't touch us, as long as you don't threaten us, but that is a threat. What are you going to do? Wait for missiles to hit the interior of the United States? Isn't that stupid? is that stupid? What kind of ideology is that? Certainly not conservative. It's certainly not Reagan, and it's certainly not Trump. It's nobody. It's Kooksville. Oh, you must be a neocon. No, you must be a super neocon. Yeah, right, because I believe we should protect the United States and not surrender Europe to our enemies. I must be a super neocon. So I guess all the men and women in the military and all the men and women who are veterans must be neocons. I guess the men and women who fought Hitler and Tojo. The men and women who fought Mussolini. I guess they were all neocons, you know. I guess the men and women who fought in Korea, neocons. Soldiers are the neocons. I'm sick of this anti-Semitic bullcrap. It's not neocons. Neocons. This used to be traditionally understood. You take each situation, and you use your prudence to figure it out. This isn't about ideology. It's not about party. It's not about labels. It's not about labels. What's in the best interest of the United States when you have these frauds, these protectionists and isolationists, whether they be Bernie Sanders? whether they be these backbenchers like Sabatini or anybody else. They will get more Americans killed because of their idiotic, obsessive, obsessive ideologies. Conservatism is not about ideology. Conservatism is about principled philosophy. Ideologues are obsessed. Ideologues cannot change their minds. Communists, fascists, those are ideologues. You and I are not ideologues. Philosophers are not ideologues. They look at situations, they try and break them down. Some of them are smart, some of them not so smart, some of them are good, some not so good, some of them are evil, some of them are are saintly, I suppose you could say. They adjust. But when you're promoting suicide as a foreign policy, when you know you're facing regimes like communist China, which, want, which seek to dominate the world, and certainly us, and they make no secret about it anymore, to say it's none of our business is to give aid and comfort to the enemy. I want to tell you a little story. Not directly related to this, but to show you how the ideologues censor the news. The Putinoids censor the news. Oh, no, no, we're not for Putin. No, no, just because we oppose giving support to Ukraine. No, yes, you are. In fact, and in reality. I want you to listen to this. A video that purportedly shows a Ukrainian prisoner of war being mutilated by a Russian soldier has caused outrage. I told you about the torture yesterday. Now, you're going to cringe at this. The clip posted on a pro-Russian account on Telegram shows a man in a Ukrainian uniform with his hands tied behind his back, pinned down. While a man in a Russian uniform and a black hat uses what looks like bulk cutters to castrate him. Newsweek has not independently verified the footage, but the Times of London assistant foreign editor Maxim Tucker has tweeted the video is genuine according to the investigative website Bellingcat. Newsweek has sought comment. Tucker posted the Bellingcat, and he said the same soldier appeared on a Russian TV clip with the same hat and bracelet. There's no evidence the video had been manipulated. The Twitter account Ukraine Alert, which tweets updates about the war, identified the soldier as probably a member of the Wagner group of mercenaries fighting alongside Moscow's forces in Ukraine. Yahoo News reported that the Russian appeared to be the same soldier who appeared in a June broadcast on Russia's state-backed media at the Chemical plant in the city of Zvarninsk. <coughs> uh, Ukraine Alert pointed out that the other sources had said, other news sources, the video was of mercenaries from the Chechnyan Akhmat battalion And you won't hear this today. You won't hear this today from most of the media, particularly the Putinoids in the media who censor the news. Who censor the news that are that's provided to you. Just as they censored it the other day with the mass torture that's going on in torture camps set up by Putin in Ukraine. Just as they have censored the fact that Perhaps up to 2 million Ukrainians have been shipped into Russia, into slavery. Whether slave labor, sex labor, and what have you. These were free people. Living in a real country. A sovereign country. That provoked no one and provoked nothing. And when you follow the the insanity... Of those who claim to be Republicans and conservatives, but no, no, no,
2: we are nationalists.
0: They will not defend a single country in Europe. They will not support a single country in Europe. They will not support Israel. They will not support our allies in the Far East, Southeast Asia. You know, ladies and gentlemen, with nuclear weapons, nuclear submarines, hypersonic missiles, and so forth, it could become gravely dangerous to be a Lone Ranger. Gravely dangerous. Why do you think we have four bases around the world? To protect us. Why do you think we put the NATO alliance together? To protect us. Why do you think we build up our military need to build it bigger? To protect us. The fact that some presidents have abused it is not the rule. It's it's mostly the exception. But we still have to protect ourselves, and only the federal government can do it. We can't do it. As private citizens, the states can't do it. It's the one job it has. And it's failing. I'll be right back.
1: Mark
0: in. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever. And it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why, in Primus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty is so important. In Primus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For fifty years, In Primus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hansen, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over six point two million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today. At absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to LevinforHillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. All right, that's enough of this lying about what a recession is or isn't. And this is just a further illustrative of how the Democrats conduct themselves. Barack Obama in 2010, cut one, go.
3: The last thing you want to do is to raise taxes in the middle of uh, a recession, uh, because that would just suck up, take more demand out of the economy, mm-hmm. and put businesses uh, in a further hole.
0: Yeah, and yet Biden and Manchin and the Democrats intend to do exactly that. What's a recession? Bill Clinton, 2000, cut two, go.
4: Professor, what do you think about a recession? Well, a recession is two quarters in a
0: row of negative growth. I don't think we're going to have that. Nancy Pelosi, July 2008. Cut three, go.
1: And so while they may have saved the second quarter from a technical definition of recession, the fact is we are now uh, uh, into the third quarter and we need, uh, we need to have another stimulus package.
0: Obama Clinton Pelosi Biden all liars all two-faced all flip-floppers if it's on our watch it's not a recession if it's on their watch it is a recession If it's on our watch you know you know how it works same with the law same with everything else you do not raise taxes in a recession we are in a recession you do not borrow more when you have inflation we have inflation To get your free subscription, go to LevinforHillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com.
1: This is where liberalism ends and liberty begins. The Mark Levin Show at 877-381-3811.
0: I will back any conservative. Any conservative. Has to be a conservative. For the Senate, for the House, for the presidency has to be a conservative. If we're going to win, as people say, big, then we need to win big with conservatives. There's a piece I mentioned yesterday, but I don't have time to get to it, by M.B. Matthews at the American Thinker. I was wrong about Trump. Said, I recently wrote a column about why I believe Trump should not run in 2024. I was wrong. I allowed my distaste for Trump's personality to override his virtues, which are considerable, writes MB. Some people want Trump without his vices. I was among them till yesterday when I watched and listened to Tom Klingstein's speech titled Trump's Virtues. Says it was masterful and shamed me that I did not make the distinction between Trump's character and his virtues. The former being deeply flawed, the latter being almost perfect. I need to man up in my defense of the former president's virtues. The speech was among the most pointed, I have heard, deserves some exposure. Klingenstein says, other Republicans say some version of, I like Trump's policies, but I don't like the rest of them. This gets it it almost backwards, he writes. Although Trump advanced many important policies, it is the rest of him that contains the virtue that inspires the movement. Trump was born for the current crisis, a life and death struggle against a totalitarian enemy I call woke communism that control all the cultural and economic powers in America. Trump revealed, not caused, the divide in this country. In war you must take a stand, he writes. Trump is a manly man, traditional manhood, even when flawed is absolutely essential. Trump plays to win. There are no clean hands in a fist fight. Trump is unreservedly, unquestionably pro-American. Trump is a refreshing break from the guilt and self-loathing that marks our age. And M.B. Matthews asks, It is anti-Americanism that makes so many of us very angry. The left have trashed America's founding and her history to the point where some believe it, it, uh, it's, it is virtuous to hate America. Rather than advocating forgiveness for sins, the left are advocating hair shirts, self-flagellation, and perpetual guilt. It is un-American? And he writes, or she... Certainly unchristian. Now back to Klingenstein. He said Trump thinks we can vanquish all comers if we just put our minds to it, and he's right. Carriage never demands perfection. Trump over and over again said exactly what political correctness prohibits Prohibits one of us from saying. Trump said Haiti is a blank hole and that Representative Maxim Waters has a low IQ. These were not racist lies. They were uncouth, politically incorrect observations that most of us would agree with, but would not dare say. About Trump, he says, from morning to night, we were told that Trump is a racist, but endless repetition does not make it true. It isn't. Trump's contempt for political correctness showed patriotic Americans that its ever-tightening grip could be loosened. It is difficult to overestimate the significance of Trump's fight against political correctness, A fight which most Republicans are reluctant to engage Trump treated the woke media with the same contempt he treated political correctness provoking their outrage and revealing their utter corruption it must be defeated unlike most politicians when Trump sees a problem he goes out and he fixes it he fixed our poorest border he moved our Israeli embassy to Jerusalem after decades of inaction He eliminated hate America, critical race theory in his administrative agencies. He developed a vaccine in record time. He achieved energy independence and much, much more. Trump smoked rats out of hiding places. Because of Trump, we know our intelligence agencies are corrupt. We also know that the mainstream media are not just biased, that they are propaganda arm of the Democrat party. Had it not been for the vehement and irrational hatred of Trump, we never would have discovered that our own security and intelligence structures are compromised. He writes, I blame the never-Trumpers for corrupting these agencies, this unprecedented breach of the very security of this espionage of of Cortesians who prey on politicians who think with their private parts. A large part of Trump's appeal was that he was a bona fide outsider. He distrusted the experts who believe they know better than the average American how to run a country. This distrust was appealing to Trump's base who believed, and with good reason. That is, the experts who created the despotic mess which we find ourselves in. He says, they know that the Republicans will lose all future elections until they get to the bottom of this last one. And what is this last one? This last one is the way that our children are being propagandized, sexualized, and abused as children. Some will say Trump is a bad man, and that disqualifies him. I do not think Trump is a bad man. But for those who do, I remind them that a bad man in some circumstances can be a good president. If you're dying of thirst, and there's only one person offering you water, you accept the water gratefully without much concern for the character of your, of your rescuer. The enumeration of Trump's virtues does not fully capture his uncommon courage and firmness of purpose. Trump is the most towering political figure in living memory. Trump inspired a movement. If properly deployed, this movement might challenge the woke the wokisms and, God willing, save the country. Republicans, however, should not forget that it is his support and the spirit they embrace that have become the life force of the Republican Party. I'm on the talked about alternatives to Trump. He says, I I have not yet seen anyone who possesses or even understands Trump's virtues. Nor have I seen anyone with his backbone and fortitude. One does not appreciate the strength of relentless gale force winds until one is in the eye of the storm. His virtue must be the standard by which we judge other candidates. I thought you'd find that interesting. Makes you think, doesn't it? Well, there's another piece out there by Michael Anton. It's a rather comprehensive piece. And in the piece, and you can find that piece linked to at MarkLevinShow.com at the end of the show. And in the piece, what you will find is Mr. Anton explains that the establishment in Washington the media, the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, and all the rest of it simply cannot let Trump win again. Or their very existence will be called into question. They went through it for four years. I hope I'm summarizing this properly. I read it. It's a great piece. And they don't intend to do it again. And they will do anything, they've tried to do much, and they will try anything to stop him. In this they are united. Whether it's to bring criminal charges against him, as I've talked about, in a Democrat city. Whether it's to use the insurrection clause in the 14th amendment to nullify his ability to run. Whether it is just to smear him and character assassinate him as they've tried to do the last five years. They want his taxes. They want his family. They want his businesses. It doesn't matter. Anything and everything is game. And they have enormous power. And yet Anton suggests if he is the nominee, he will not lose. And if he wins, and runs, they will claim the election was illegitimate. As they did the first time. Their entire goal, sort of what the prior article was talking about, is to prevent this man From running again. If he was ineffective. If he was. Incompetent. If he was. An electoral loser. If he didn't threaten them. They wouldn't care. They would not care. They would not be spending. So much time and energy. On the ex-president. Who hasn't even announced yet. The ex-president. They tried to change and did change in many states the election laws. Unconstitutionally. To try and stop them. You're not allowed to talk about that or anything. They're taking lawyers out. Trying to yank their law licenses. Trying to put them in prison. With extreme mischaracterizations of criminal law and their behavior. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You cannot have Trump in the White House. And I'm going to tell you something else. They're going to feel exactly the same way about any strong conservative. And what upsets you is that we don't have many who are strong enough to fight back. We have a few. Just a sparse few. And in many ways, Trump has shown them the way. In many ways, Trump has shown them the way. And in the meantime, in trying to take out Trump, they are destroying separation of powers. They want to destroy the Supreme Court. They're destroying our notion of justice in this country. They will burn down whatever they have to burn down. They will do whatever they have to do. I'll be right back.
1: Mark Levin.
0: To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. All the articles that I mention, whether I read them or not, whether I read part of them or none of them, are listed and linked to on marklevinshow.com when you go there about an hour after the end of the program so you can see the basis for what I'm saying or reading, unless, of course, it's my own. So, um, and I try and cite them on the air, too, if you want to jot them down. But uh, these are really good pieces if you think about it. And look, they have the guns out for DeSantis. There's no question about it. Then they have the guns out for Tom Cotton, but especially DeSantis. And they've been taking shots at him. The Washington Post took shots at him the other day, and Biden does, and the others do, because they fear him. They fear DeSantis. He has been a fabulously successful governor. Fabulously successful governor. Very reagan if you ask me. But I don't sit here and chime in on the attacks on Trump, have you noticed? And I never will. And I know the cowards that are out there. And I know what the mob does. And I've seen it. I saw it when I was Chief of Staff to my Attorney General of the United States, Edwin Meese. I saw it during iran Contra when they tried to take out Reagan. They've been trying to take out Trump a thousand different ways. There's a piece of media right now, which is a really slimeball operation. Wondering if Trump will be criminally charged because he used the presidential seal at his golf club. For the live or live golf tournament. Thinking, what the hell? The communist Chinese are threatening to assassinate the Speaker of the House. We might go to war. And this is what they do. They're not new media. They don't need a new platform, they're the same old crap. The same old crap. It's all they are. They're repetition. And I call them out because they need to be called out. And now, I just pull all these together, you know, to get a sense for what's going on out there. There's a piece in the Atlantic The Atlantic is essentially a liberal rag. used to be a a, a magazine, now it's just a phony magazine with a website. It's written by a guy named Barton Gelman. Barton Gelman. And Barton Gelman is not a fan of the Constitution, in my view. He writes how six states could overturn the 2024 election. The Supreme Court may let state legislatures decide the presidency. Wow and I want to go through this with you because his objection is what I've told you they've always objected to the state (coughs) excuse me the state legislature is making the election law by which electors are chosen and which six states is he focused on Pennsylvania Republican legislature Michigan Republican legislature Wisconsin Republican Legislature, Arizona Republican Legislature, Georgia Republican Legislature, North Carolina Republican Legislature. What do you think of that? And as of now, at least, three of those six states have Democrat governors. You see, they want the governors, or they want the Democrat attorneys general, or they want their Democrat Supreme Courts to have the final say on what the election rules are and yet under your federal constitution article two says no the state legislatures decide and as you've learned this week most of the state legislatures in the early elections chose the electors period they chose the electors something the u.s. attorney doesn't understand the attorney general uh... you know they have iq deficits but I want to get into this with you because it's going to matter. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's
1: here. He's here. He's here.
0: how six states could overturn the 2024 election the Atlantic now look we're getting a lot of this where the Democrats and their surrogates in the media their professors and the rest of them are now laying the foundation for an argument that if the Republicans win in 2024 it's not legitimate now, it is they who did that in 2000. It is they who did that in 2004. It is they who did that in 2016. And they were all poised to do the same in 2024. Excuse me, 2020, you may recall. Ooh, the mailboxes were all moved. And you might remember it, it was they who were attacking the voting machines and so forth. And then, when the announcements came, and Biden was declared a winner, they genuflected. They turn on a dime. And you see, you can't talk about it anymore. No, 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 no. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. or you're part of the January 6th white supremacist militia. You're a writer, And so they're throwing out various... Various arguments. So let's start here with the Atlantic and Barton Gelman of the famous Gelman ice cream family. I don't know, whatever. Late last month in one of its final acts of the term, the Supreme Court queued up for another potentially precedent wrecking decision for next year. And so here he is at war with the Supreme Court. Encouraging all the loons to be the loons that they are. The court's agreement to hear Moore versus Harper. A North Carolina redistricting case isn't just bad news for efforts to control gerrymandering, which, of course, the Democrats never do. The court's right-wing supermajority. Right-wing supermajority. It's not right-wing, and it's not a supermajority, but Barton's on on a run is poised to let state lawmakers overturn voters' choice in presidential elections. What? To understand the stakes and the motives of Republicans who brought the case, you need to you need only one strategic fact of political arithmetic. Six swing states: Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina are trending blue in presidential elections, but ruled by gerrymandered Republican state legislatures. No comparable red trending states are locked into Democratic legislatures. Joe Biden won five of those six swing states in 2020. Donald Trump then tried and failed lawlessly to muscle the GOP state legislators into discarding Biden's victory and appointing Trump electors instead. The Moore case marks the debut in the nation's highest court of a dubious theory that could give Republicans legal cover in 2024 to do as Trump demanded in 2020. And if democracy is subverted in just a few states, it can overturn the election nationwide. Get the pitchforks. Here we go. Get the bricks. Get the frozen water bottles. Get the pointy umbrellas. Here we go. He's complaining, of course, about Article 2. Republican lawyers, taking note of their structural advantage among battleground state lawmakers, set forth the independent state legislature doctrine. The doctrine is based on a tendentious tendentious reading of two constitutional clauses, which assign control of the manner, quote-unquote, of congressional elections and the appointment of presidential electors in each state to quote, the legislature thereof, unquote. Based on that language, right there in the Constitution, the doctrine proposes that state lawmakers have virtually unrestricted power over elections and electors. State courts and state constitutions, by this reading, hold no legitimate authority over legislatures in the conduct of their U.S. constitutional functions. That is a genuinely radical proposition. Excuse me, that's what the Constitution says. No. Those white slave owners who wrote it, they clearly didn't mean that. Not only did they mean it, they actually practiced it. No. No. It's radical. This has never been accepted by any state or federal court, and the Supreme Court itself ruled as recently as 2019 in Ruscio versus Common Cause that, quote, state constitutions can provide standards and guidance for state courts to apply in redistricting cases. In another redistricting case four years earlier, the court confirmed long-standing precedent that legislative powers are defined and controlled by state constitutions. The idea that legislatures stand unbound by any limit from their own founding documents is a fringe debating point invented for Republican political event. Wait a minute. One of the cases in Pennsylvania that was appealed all the way to the US Supreme Court and rejected by the majority of the court involved Act 77. And the argument being made by the lawyers in that case Was that the Pennsylvania Supreme, excuse me, the Pennsylvania legislature violated its own state constitution? The Republican legislature violated its own state constitution by failing to properly amend the constitution that allowed for drop boxes and other changes to take place. Mr. Gelman, you don't even know what litigation was brought. There were two main cases. One was, That the state Supreme Court, that the governor, that these other officials not mentioned in the Constitution, but the legislature specifically mentioned in the Constitution is the only body that can determine election laws. And the governor and the Supreme Court, controlled by elected Democrats, cannot change it once it's passed. That's true. That's what the Constitution compels. But another case was brought A parallel case was brought that the Republican legislature bowing to the Fauci's, bowing to the Democrat governor violated the state amendment process for amending the Constitution because in order to make significant changes to the voting system in the state of Pennsylvania, you must amend the Constitution. Not pass a statute. You must amend the Constitution and they didn't do it so here we have Barton Gelman where was Barton Gelman last year why didn't Barton Gelman support the state constitutionalists in Pennsylvania who said that the drop boxes were unconstitutional that change dates were unconstitutional because the legislature didn't follow their own state constitution where was Barton Gelman Barton Gelman in my humble opinion is a hack Let us continue, shall we? Even so, he writes, three justices, Samuel Alito, you won't hear this anywhere else, so stick with me. Even so, three justices, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Clarence Thomas, have spent two years campaigning for the independent state legislature doctrine in judicial statements and dissents. The judicial, the independent state legislature doctrine You can call it a doctrine, you can call it a a kumquat. It's called Article II of the Constitution, genius. None of those writings carried the force of law, but together they served as invitations for a plaintiff to bring them a case suitable to their purpose. A fourth justice, Brett Kavanaugh, wrote a concurrence in which he invited the North Carolina Republicans in the Moore case to return to the Supreme Court after losing an emergency motion where John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett stand on the doctrine is unclear well john roberts has gone hollywood nothing's clear about him the immediate question and more is whether the state supreme court controlled by democrats applying the state constitution can override the legislatures choice on the manner of drawing election districts but advocates of the independent state legislature doctrine Ladies and gentlemen, it's not advocates of the independent state legislature doctrine. I don't care who's called it that. It's advocates of Article 2 under the Constitution of the United States. Have their eyes on a bigger prize. The presidency! Oh my God. If you give the legislature a blank check on the manner of appointing presidential electors, then a Republican majority could in the most muscular version simply disregard a Biden victory in the state's popular vote and appoint Trump electors instead. Oh my God! But they won't. But they won't. But nonetheless, the framers of the Constitution wanted the state legislature to have the final say in the state and the Congress to have the final say overall. That's why these votes are all brought to Congress, and Congress has to certify the elected, the the uh, the elector votes. Even this Supreme Court might not go that far; it might might acknowledge that once having passed a law providing for a popular vote for president, the state legislature could not strip voters of the power after they voted. But in the case. Still offers plenty of room to overturn the people's will. Now, you might recall that I pointed out at some point, I don't remember when, and I tweeted out that actually, in the past, and as the Constitution provides, the state legislature could do this. And then a bunch of a-holes who pretend to be journalists go on social media and say, Mark Levin is proposing that that the state legislatures overthrow the voters of the state and one after another after another i said no i didn't no i didn't no i didn't no i didn't i said the constitution allows for it i didn't say they should do it constitution allows for a lot of things if the supreme court adopts the doctrine and more the argument that texas made will become a model in 2024 the conditions that texas cited in its argument most always present in contemporary elections. Legislatures pass laws on the conduct of the vote, but election administrators have to interpret those laws and set implementing rules such as precinct locations, polling times, counting procedures. State courts sometimes mandate changes in the rules. Isn't this so sweet? How about when Democrat controlled Supreme Courts at the urging of a Democrat paid Biden lawyer? Or Biden law firm or Democrat law firm get the state Supreme Court to change the laws a week before the election. It's about what took place in Pennsylvania. See, if you follow the Constitution, what would have happened in Pennsylvania, Mr. Gelman would not have liked. On the wine hand, he says the state legislatures can't violate state law. And yet the Republican legislature did with Act 77. It violated the Constitution of Pennsylvania. I don't remember Mr. Gilman writing in The Atlantic supporting challenges to that. Where were you, Gilman? Where the hell were you, if that is your name? But he's very concerned that it might help the Republicans. That's his whole concern. Because he knows that the Democrats have these governors with Republican legislatures, that the Democrats often have these, these activists on the state courts, and it's really a battle between the federal constitution and whether Democrat public officials who have no authority under the federal constitution are going to make the decisions. Now, let me make a suggestion to Mr. Gellman. If, in fact, state legislatures start to overthrow the will of the people in particular states, let me suggest to you that Congress will have a say when it comes to the certification of electors. That's the way the framers wanted it. Let me further suggest to you that what would happen in that state if Democrat state representatives overthrew the decision of the voters to support a Republican president, or Republican legislators overthrew the decision of a state, the electorate, to support a Democrat for president, how long do you think that legislature would remain in the majority? Not very long. You see, the Constitution works. The people have their way in the end. What Mr. Gelman doesn't like is the Constitution. Mr. Gelman wants his party, his phony elites to continue to have their way he's right to pick out these six states but he's upset because the constitution empowers the legislatures says this is where reform of the electoral count act a 19th century statute comes in i've written before at length about flaws in that law that leave the nation at risk of a broken election a bipartisan group of senators led by Joe Manchin and Susan Collins released a draft bill last week that would make it harder for state lawmakers or Congress to subvert a presidential election. Did Mr. Gelman condemn Jamie Raskin when he objected to putting a Republican in president a few years ago? Did Mr. Gelman admonish the chairman of the January 6th committee, Benny Hill Thompson, when he also objected to electors, I believe, in Ohio, because he didn't want to see a Republican elected president. Why don't we just do away with the whole damn thing? And that's what they want. Do away with the Electoral College. Let the big cities and the blue states control everything. The other states that might produce most of our wheat, that might produce most of our oil, that may have a different view of things. Why don't we eliminate the Tenth Amendment and federalism altogether? You see, Mr. Gelman doesn't really believe in the Constitution, in my view. Neither does his party. Neither does his party. Mr. Gilman, if Manchin and Collins have to change the law as applies to the vice president's power when it comes to counting electors, it's only because the law is ambiguous. What is the power of the vice president? Nobody knows. The framers don't tell us not in writing and not in notes we have no idea if his power is ministerial or if he has an active ability to say no to certain electors or send them back to the states i'll be right
1: back mark lovin
0: Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code LEVIN, Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N-PODCAST, and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code, LEVINPODCAST. Podcast. Guys like Gellman and he's not alone. there's a there's a whole gaggle of them. And they're schizophrenic when it comes to the application of the law, of course. They don't know if they're strict constructionists. They don't know if they're activists. So I just mentioned a case that was brought in Pennsylvania, went to the Supreme Court, and the court wouldn't take it. Three justices, it seemed, would. They couldn't get a fourth. And the case involved the Republican state legislature not complying with the state constitution. This guy writes that they're bound by the state constitution they're bound to do the law they can't just do whatever they want to do he says that's because the republicans want to do that no that's what these courts and the governors want to do but that said this guy never said anything he didn't even burp to support the litigation you know why would have hurt the democrats i'll be right back Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N-PODCAST and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Podcast.
2: This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811.
0: Chris Cuomo has a new job, but he put out a YouTube uh, clip. And I read what he said. I haven't heard it yet, but I read it. And I had to read it again. Listen to this. This is uh, today about the January 6th committee. Hat tip, newsbusters, cut, 10, go.
2: My question is, are we really learning enough about what matters? Or is this starting to play like a gotcha game? Like the impeachment? Again, not that the issues that were involved in impeachment don't matter, but you knew you were never going to have the outcome. The argument was, well, but this is what we have to do. This is our job. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that that kind of fomenting of tension, that kind of protracted process, when you know you weren't going to remove the president, was that really in America's interest? Certainly debatable. But getting Trump for treason... Why even go there? They go there because it fuels the fringe aspects of the party. Wow.
0: Now, your average host on TV and radio would say, Hey, hey, Chris Cuomo's turned around. I don't know that Chris Cuomo has turned around, but this is a very coherent statement. It's a very coherent statement. Now, Chris Cuomo, if you're listening to the Mark Levin Show, I want to salute you. The idea that they are plotting to charge Donald Trump with any of these crimes is just absurd. To take Dizzy Lizzie's lead, she's a nut. Or Adam Kingsinger, he looks like a freak with those eyes. Or other members of this committee who sought to change the outcome of elections on their own and had every constitutional right to do it. Let me put it to you this way. You are smart. You're not part of the mob. You're not taken in by a choreographed Democrat Party, never Trumper, taxpayer-financed Nancy Pelosi production. You're not taken in by the media The media hounds and buffoons who regurgitate it and insist that you take it seriously. You're not taken in by the legal analysts who show very deep concern about what Donald Trump tried to do to the country. They have no evidence that Donald Trump did anything. They don't like what he said to staff They don't like that he may have lobbied, and I don't know firsthand, that he may have lobbied this guy or that guy or a state rep or or a secretary of state or whatever. But he had every right to do. Didn't have to, but he wanted to. Or that he exercised his First Amendment rights to speak. They have nothing. Spent a lot of time yesterday on this program with Kash Patel, the former chief of staff of the Department of Defense. He told you how Liz Cheney is a slime ball, how she lies, even when it comes to the National Guard. And you know this Cassidy Hutchison? They've counted at least a half a dozen instances in where her testimony was either dishonest, inaccurate, or flat out lies. Draw your own conclusions. And she's testifying in front of the federal grand jury, don't you know? There was no insurrection. There was no effort, armed effort, to violently overthrow the government. You had some morons who broke into the Capitol building. They didn't shoot anybody. Many people were walking through dazed... People with iPhones. Those are people who are going to prison. Some of whom have been sitting in prison. Three of whom have committed suicide. Nobody seems to care about them. If they were Antifa or Black Lives Matter, they'd have monuments built to them. Now, in fact, the rioters from the summer of 2020, the main organization behind it, had its name painted on the streets of New York and Washington and other cities by Democrat mayors and the Democrat Party. Upheld by the local courts. When people tried to whitewash it, they went to jail. You're going to charge somebody with treason? Let me tell you something. If this U.S. attorney, who is a numbskull, vile buffoon, was abusing his power that's not hard to do or this attorney general who is a clown if they abuse their offices and abuse their power and do something of this kind history will judge them and their acts as unconscionable unconscionable Regardless of what the mob thinks today, regardless of what the yellow journalism is doing today, regardless, it'll be viewed as an absolute railroad job by the Democrats in Congress and in the administration. Fifty years from now, a hundred years from now, it'll be taught as a disgrace. As a disgrace. And that's the truth.
2: One more time, Chris Cuomo, cut 10, go. My question is, are we really learning enough about what matters? Or is this starting to play like a gotcha game, like the impeachment? Again, not that the issues that were involved in impeachment don't matter, but you knew you were never going to have the outcome. The argument was, well, but this is what we have to do. This is our job. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That that kind of fomenting of tension, that kind of protracted process, when you know you weren't going to remove the president, was that really in America's interest? Certainly debatable. But getting Trump for treason, why even go there? They go there because it fuels the fringe aspects of the party.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: There you go. I'm shocked. But I accept it. I'm shocked, but I accept it. It'll get worse before it gets better. Here's Kevin McCarthy at a press conference today, and Manu Raju of CNN, there he is, blabbering on like a Democrat. Cut nine, go.
2: Um, she testified
0: under oath saying that you. She would be Cassidy Hutchison. Cut nine, go.
2: Um, she testified under oath, saying that you called her after Donald Trump said that, urges told her supporters that they were going to go to the Capitol, and you were concerned about those remarks and said, don't come up here, figure it out, don't come up here. She said
0: that under oath. Did you tell her that, and why were you concerned about the prospects of Donald Trump coming
2: to the Capitol on January 6th?
4: Because I don't recall talking to her that day. I recall talking to Dan Scavino, I recall talking to jared i recall talking to trump that's what i talked to on television like that too if i talked to her i don't remember it if it was coming up here i don't think i wanted a lot of people coming up to the capitol um but i don't remember the conversation specifically about trump coming to the capitol i don't remember that you remember being concerned about his comments no but because i didn't watch it See, this this is what is so confusing (laughs) i didn't watch the speech i was working so I didn't see what was said. I didn't see what went on until uh, after the fact. Did so, you want him to
2: come to the Capitol?
4: No, I've never, I've never communicated with him about coming to the Capitol. I had no idea he would come to the Capitol. I had no idea that he was even going to come to the Capitol. That, that's Did news to me.
0: Under- Isn't this interesting? She was under oath. She was under oath, but everybody wanted to believe her in the media. Oh, God. Meg Mick Mulvaney he said if Cassidy says it's it's true because he knows Cassidy and Mick knows everything the mixture unbelievable there's Kevin MacArthur said she never called me I don't remember that of course that's easy to check isn't it ladies and gentlemen can I tell you something else I didn't watch the speech either Mr. Producer did you you didn't either right I actually didn't watch the speech, and neither did Mr. Producer. But I've gone back in order to listen to parts of it that are being highlighted and taken out of, out of context, of course. And I bet most of the media didn't listen to the speech either. How often do they sit down and listen to a Trump speech? Maggie Haberman. Margaret. Aren't most people call themselves Maggie Margaret, Mr. Producer? Margaret. Margaret. Haberman worked for the Holocaust-denying New York Slimes. Like Jeremy, uh, I'll never remember this guy's last name. Peters, Jeremy Peters and all the other Peters. Philip Bump, the Bumpster. Sarah Rump, the Rumpster. I bet they didn't watch either. But I thought you'd want to know what Kevin McCarthy had to say. I think it's important. All right the American public you are getting pinched right now the American Marxist policies like shutting down our energy sector at war with our energy sector trying to increase pain on you I see John Leibowitz is out there trashing Republicans because they didn't vote to spend whatever it was hundreds of millions or billions uh, to help veterans dealing with uh, what they call these hot pits or these burning pits which, of course, affected uh, their lungs with toxins and so forth. So why is John Liebowitz so hot to trot about this? Is he a great patriot? No, he's not. He, he pushes his critical race theory. He's a radical loon. The older he gets, the more of a lunatic he is. What's, so what's with this guy? Well, incorporated in this massive bill is a massive amount of spending for other stuff. And in fact, the massive amount of spending for other stuff creates new entitlements unrelated to the veterans. Chuck Schumer pushed it in because he runs the Senate. And so the Republicans have voted against or are voting against this bill. And so John Liebowitz, who wants everyone to think that that they're getting screwed here because he's an idiot because he knows that the base is filled with idiots it's running around saying the republicans are blocking using parliamentary procedures the vote to help the vets not once does he explain why because his big buddy his bosom buddy may i say bosom his bosom buddy his bosom buddy chuck schumer screwed everybody that's why. Because Chuck Schumer doesn't leave well enough alone. That's why. Schumer is a nasty snake in the grass. The Republicans would have voted for it, but for all the crap that Schumer put in it. And I ask you, veterans out there, why did Schumer do that? Why did he do it to you? And why does John Leibowitz, what's his, what's his uh, acting name again? john stewart that's right why would john lebowitz lie by omission like this but why do you think not very funny anymore is he i'll be right back Mark Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N podcast, and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Podcast. Mr. Producer, shall I take a call and to whom shall I speak? Bruce in Memphis, Tennessee. How are you, sir? Not Good. correct.
5: Hi. I said I was going to tell you that I think the efforts to destroy Trump politically were so intense because he's a big threat to the good old boy politicians and how they operate. Both parties are involved. But then you talked about the election, and I have some interesting statistics about the 2020 election if you want to hear them.
0: Not really. I mean, we've been over this for years now, or at least year and a half. And we've gone over the statistics ourselves, so... No offense. I just, it'd just be killing time if I did. Let's move on. I appreciate your call, sir. WWTN is not in Memphis, it's in Nashville. What's that? Yeah, we need to get our call letters right. It's WREC. All right, let's call our, uh, our next caller, please. Jay in Edison, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go right ahead, please.
5: Hi, Mark. How are you doing tonight?
0: i'm okay how are uh, so, you sir?
5: very good so look at this way this election whether there was an illegality or whether there was outright fraud by the democratic party etc uh let's look at an airplane crash an airplane crashes what do we do even though the probability of an airplane crash is extraordinarily low for commercial airlines but if there is a crash we automatically investigate it because we know probability is very, very low of a future accident, but the gravity is so severe that when you times the probability times the gravity, it's something you must investigate. The Democrats are making, like... This is buying bananas, the 2020 election. Sure, the probability of buying bananas is very high. They could be rotten. And you don't bother investigating that because the gravity is so low if you buy bananas. But this is an election. The 2020 was an election. So even if we humor these dumb Democrats and say, yes, the probability is so, so low of a bad uh, fraudulent election or an All illegal right. election. The probability I gotta is- go.
0: I got it. I got it. It's very interesting parallel, as a matter of fact. When we hear the music, that means I have to run. We got a powerful third hour, Look, folks, on this Friday evening. I'll be right back. at checkout, fastgrowingtrees.com code LEVIN. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit fastgrowingtrees.com for details. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out, and with every purchase. I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. Now, to get started, download the free Upside app, use my promo code, which is Rewind. That's Rewind. And get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. What do you do? Download the free Upside app and use promo code Rewind. That's promo code Rewind and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code Rewind you love these guys with the talk radio voices i don't have one of those you may you may be able to tell that i really like this epic times and they had a piece in there esg is a globalist scam meant to usher in one world government says james Lindsay. esg environmental social and governance scores now those of you who've heard about it and have some fairly oblique understanding of what it is, you need to understand this is the effort now to devour the entire private sector. Starting with the major corporations. They've devoured education. They devoured our departments of government including the military. They're devouring law enforcement. They've devoured the media and they want to devour the private sector altogether. That's what this is. That's why the Securities Exchange Commission without any, any basis in law, decided that it would be part of their auditing of corporate uh, corporations. They had no power to do that. That's why the biggest hedge funds in America have insisted that if these corporations want money or support from them, uh, that they have to have these high ESG scores. And they have to have members on their boards who support ESG. James Lindsay, author of Race, Marxism, and other books challenging woke narratives, has taken environmental, social, and governance ESG scores into his crosshairs, calling ESG a weapon in the hands of the social justice warriors to shake down corporations and a tool in the hands of those speaking to impose one world government. He said the ESG scoring system was initially conceived as a way for investors to track the likelihood that a corporation would be a good bet for investment over the long term. In the early 2000s, a very few socially minded social activist investors got together and thought up this idea that, well, it's probably the case that the companies that are bad in environmental policy, bad with social responsibility, and bad with corporate governance are going to be bad bets in the long term. And Lindsey believes the ESG concept was suspect from the very beginning, and it's unclear whether higher scores translated into good long-term profitability for participating corporations. (laughs) Worse still. Says over time, ESG scores have been hijacked and weaponized by social justice warriors. Surprise, surprise. They have the leverage to be able to use this like a financial gun to the head of any corporation that doesn't do what it wants them to do. Call it blatant weaponization, he called it. In fact, it's racketeering is what it is. It's just criminal racketeering using what looks like a responsible measurement tool as the mechanism. So nobody's directly responsible for engaging in what is really a mob shakedown of corporations, he says. Lack of transparency is how ESG scores are determined. It's an open door for abuse He said you have this ability for a very small number of people who wield a tremendous amount of power over markets to be able to make those decisions. It's a return almost to a feudal system. The lords get to decide what is right and what is wrong. In fact, ESG scores are much like China's social credit system, but applied at a corporate level, he says. It's it's identical to China's social credit system. It just got a nice name that fits Western, not just Western, but Western values, which is how they sell it to the public or get people to back it and think they're doing good in the world. Even more troubling is Lindsay's argument that ESG fits into a broader global agenda that he said wants to make the West energy poor to the benefit of countries like Communist China and a way of social control. They want to implement the exact same control system because they see that it works to control people in China. The power elite in the West often do want to control the people. The goal is to make China into one model and the West into its inversion. China is a communist country that runs a fascist market, and the goal is to use corporations to create a fascist market that install communism in the West. That's your social credit scores, your economic justice scores, etc. And the reason... For that is the religion of communism believes that when you take opposites that are arranged like that and you put them into relationship with one another, the contradictions become manifest and eventually work out into one synthetic whole. And so, they would be using that as a tool to try to get toward one world government. Insider Intelligence estimates that in 2022 there was... 41 trillion, hello, 41 trillion in ESG assets under management worldwide. By 2025, the figure is expected to climb to 50 trillion. So the ideology has all this money, effectively. And these big hedge funds, the biggest hedge funds in the world, are behind this now. Are literally promoting this now. Think about that. It's a big problem, huh? Yeah, I think it's a big problem. What could I tell you? And then there's Nancy Pelosi and her big, stupid husband, the drunk Paul. Paul just, he's, he's a genius, ladies and gentlemen. He's the Notre Dame of financial investments. It's an amazing thing. We have Nancy Eva Pelosi, who trashes millionaires and billionaires, who trashes capitalism. And yet, and yet, look how rich she and her dummy are as a result of capitalism. I'm kind of sick and tired of the hypocrisy, aren't you? And I think we now know one of the reasons Pelosi has held on so long, one of the reasons she's held on so long and has had multiple... I better not say so, uh, is because she has enriched her family richard fisher federal reserve bank president was on cnbc yesterday a hat tip daily caller he's taking a look at this and here's what he says cut 11 go
5: with regard to the house and the senate clearly people have taken advantage of inside information forever I'm not against or, uh, tapping that down, and I'm sorry to see that Paul Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi and others are appear, uh, it's all appearance right now, we don't know the facts, to have taken advantage of inside information. So something needs to be done.
0: Yes, perhaps they should be taken out in handcuffs. I'm sure the Democrat hack U.S. attorney in Washington D.C. will take a very close look at this. I mean, it is staring him in the face. It is right there in his jurisdiction. You don't know, we need a SWAT team? do we need a SWAT team? Nancy will likely be at a local plastic surgeon in one day this month, if not next. It's easy to find her or maybe getting her hair done or whatever it is remember that time in san francisco she wasn't wearing a mask and i have to disagree with many of my conservative friends i think liberals should all wear masks they like them wear them the bigger the better double triple (laughs) triple masks go ahead wear them so we can see who you are now that's richard fisher federal reserve bank president Here's Kevin McCarthy at a press conference today as well. Cut 12, go.
3: So if the Speaker does bring up a bill to do that, to ban members and their spouses from trading stocks, would you vote for it? Would you urge your conference to vote for it? I
4: think it's ironic that um, the Speaker of the House now talks about bringing up a bill at the very end of the term of Congress. So her husband could trade all the way through, but now it becomes a crisis? Look, I think the Speaker of the House has greater determination of what comes to the floor, what gets out of the committee. And her husband didn't just trade stock, he traded options. I think what her husband did was wrong. If you say, when she said she never told him anything, I know they spent their time together overseas, and when they're coming back, I'm sure she had conversations on the phone about what was going to be on the floor. I'm sure she had conversations about what the chip version finally looked at. I'm sure she had those conversations. I don't know if he was able to hear them or not, but I think we need to bring trust back to this institution. I think we have to do a thorough investigation and look at what is the proper role for members of Congress and what influence they have.
0: I think that is actually a very smart point, here we are at the end of the, the term when it comes to voting for legislation, pretty much, and budgets. And now she brings it up. In other words, Paul made his, his fortune again and again and again. And so now let's bring this up for a vote. But this is how we're played by the media and the Democrats all the time. Why didn't this reporter ask the question of Pelosi? You know how Pelosi slaps them down and walks off? And she gets away with it. But they like Pelosi. So she can get away with it. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, guess who's back? Thomas Friedman of the New York Slimes. I think he's won like 712 Pulitzer Prizes. He's he's just nobody smarter, nobody better, nobody more prescient. He talks about his favorite country, China. I mentioned him in Liberty and Tyranny. Where he he sort of wants the day when the United States would be more like the Chinese government, he said, I quote him. Longs for the day because they get things done over there. This guy's a Pulitzer Prize winner. But then again, the he's a longtime employee of the New York Slimes. He married a very wealthy woman. He have a an estate in Maryland. He's a man of the people. That would be Bethesda, Maryland. Those people. I'll be right back. You know, in life, there are good surprises and bad surprises. Finding 20 bucks, good surprise. Car breaking down, well, bad surprise. But when you have a protection plan through CarShield, those bad surprises are easier to handle. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. They cover more parts than ever before. When you need a repair, you don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Lock in your price. By getting coverage today, it'll never go up. CarShield helps make the surprise of your car breaking down easier to handle. Get coverage like I did. Go to carshield.com mark. That's carshield.com mark or call 800-391-8888 to save 10% on your plan. That's carshield.com mark or call 800-391-8888, 800-391-8888 to save 10%. Russian separatists fired missiles at a prison holding Ukrainian POWs, killing many of them. Just reported, you know, I thought you might want to know. Thomas Friedman is, in my view, a show for the Communist Chinese, and why not? He's a wealthy man through marriage who lives in Maryland. Maryland wants to be uh, very much like the Communist Chinese government. But there you have it and freeman and just so you know the roberts who is the chief justice you may have heard it the couples are very very close tommy and johnny and their wives are very very tight thought you would want to know that and so freeman is asked you know uh is pelosi going to uh, taiwan and all what do you think about that cut 14 go
2: So what do you tell Nancy Pelosi then? Uh, A lot of folks apparently, according to the New York Times, our paper saying that uh, inside the White House, they're very concerned about her going over there. Just stay home. This whole trip is completely out of context. Um, Eyes on the prize. The prize is Ukraine defeating Russia. China's helping us do that right now. Did you
0: know China's helping us defeat Russia right now? Just stay home, Nancy. Capitulate. China has the sort of government, you know, that we uh, that we should try to to follow and clone. You since walked that back. But what kind of a moron would ever say anything like that? Just stay home, Nancy. Just stay home. Where? We're trying to defeat the Russians and the Chinese are helping us do that. No, they're not, you idiot. Go ahead.
2: Um especially at a time when Xi Jinping about to uh try to secure a, a third term in power. He's gonna if...
0: try and secure a third term? Now, ladies and gentlemen, his third term is forever. He's changed the rules over there. He's going to be the new Mao. That's how he touts himself. He will be in charge forever. There will be a third term and no challenges or terms thereafter. It's all locked up. He has removed any opposition. By phony charges of corruption and long-term prison sentences and just chasing people off. Tommy Friedman over there with all the Pulitzer Prizes, I guess he, he hasn't figured that out. But just think about what this guy says. Go ahead
2: at home in many ways uh terrible covid strategy um lots of problems with uh you know with 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 dead at home uh he'd love a wag the tail option i'm sure um uh, if he
0: wants a wag the tail option genius he'll just invade taiwan he doesn't need us for that and that's his plan that's his plan And don't worry about their threat to assassinate Nancy Pelosi. I guess if Thomas Friedman's not worried about it, then why should Karine Jean-Pierre worry about it, the genius press secretary? The deuce asks her a question about this. Cut 15, go.
4: An official who is associated with Chinese state media is suggesting that if Speaker Pelosi tries to go to Taiwan, her plane could be shot down the president have a response to that
1: uh, you know i've been asked about i know you're asking specifically about uh uh the rhetoric that we're hearing from china but as it relates to uh the speaker's uh the speaker's uh, uh-huh. travels uh-huh. uh uh-huh. it's something that we're just not going to speak to right now that's a hypothetical uh we are what's a
0: hypothetical are- it was a hypothetical threat to assassinate her You see how they screw with the language? Recession's not a recession. Woman's not a woman. Threat to assassinate the speaker by a foreign government. That's a hypothetical question. Not a hypothetical question, you idiot. Go ahead.
1: Uh, We're just not going to speak on her schedule. Uh, As we have said multiple times, we give advice and and, uh, guidance. See, this uh, is
0: the problem. They should denounce what was said in no uncertain terms. I mean, she's not of my party. I detest her. But that's completely different when a foreign government is threatening to assassinate an American. An American who's an official. No matter how detestable she is to me. That's beside the point. And so here you have the spokes idiot for the idiot in the Oval Office who won't even condemn it. It's a hypothetical. No, it's not a hypothetical. You should condemn it, but they won't. Now, Chris Coons on CNN today, he's sort of a uh, he's a Biden mouthpiece. That's what he is. He's from Delaware. He couldn't get elected dog catcher. But for the support of the Biden crime family. Look at him. He looks like a nebbish. Nonetheless, cut 13. Go. Um,
3: but I'll tell you that my principal focus and the real yes. focus of the debates and conversations is Last weekend in Aspen,
0: uh, we're on Europe. Ooh, and, uh, the focus of the debates in Aspen to tell
3: invasion of Ukraine and how to sustain our support for the Ukrainians. Uh, my principal concern would be that this could significantly distract um, the focus of the world. Look,
0: uh, look, 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 The Iranians getting nuclear missiles. Let's not—that's distraction. Uh, Communist Chinese threatening to assassinate the speaker, that's a distraction. Communist Chinese threatening to invade Taiwan, listen, that's that's a distraction. These people should be ashamed of themselves. That's their leader, Pelosi. That's their leader, who they're threatening to assassinate. And you see where I'm coming from? To me, that's the position of the Speaker of the House, and we have a foreign enemy now threatening to assassinate or stand up to it. It's like violence generally. They only condemn what happened on January 6th. All the other violence, they're sitting on their thumbs. I'll be back. Liberty's
2: Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. You know, Mr.
0: Producer... I typically say what I think. Sometimes I have to bite my tongue. But I want to say more and more, I've been watching these various Fox shows, and I've been seeing Dana Perino on many of them. I find her to be more conservative. And impressively so, don't you? I mean, he's even in her role as a reporter, but I watch her as a commentator on the five, and I have to say, and I'm sure all my enemies will pick this up. Really, an impressive, conservative voice. And I feel like it's a very positive thing. So let me just say that. I call him as I see him. But uh, it's much more pleasurable for me to listen. And uh, listen, I do. She's really a, a, a positive voice on The Five. It's the one I watch the most, the lead up to the show. Um, obviously, I can't watch shows while I'm on the air, and I can't watch shows all day when I'm taping TV and studying and doing the rest and writing thought I would mention that because I know media and media matters will pick that up but I mean that absolutely in fact let me say this Martha McCollum who, who I've always liked does a fantastic show don't you think so rich when I can catch it it's a fantastic show it really is And I think the fact that Chris Wallace is where he belongs in no man's land on CNN is a very, very good thing. Here he is on CNN today. None of you heard this because none of you watch CNN like the rest of America. And that's why the media really has never been reporting about how I crushed CNN and MSNBC combined on Sunday night. Crushed them. Did I say crush? So I have to say it. You know, when all these jackasses write about me, they don't talk about the scholarship. They don't talk about other things that I talk about. They don't talk about how we are a ratings juggernaut. No, it's right-wing radio host, because that's all I know. Chris Wallace on CNN Today. You know, uh, Jerry Kushner has a new book coming out and um, and I'm gonna have him on the show. I like Jared Kushner, I like Ivanka Trump. There's a lot of people I like who are in the Reagan, Reagan in the Trump administration. One I don't like is a guy named Mick Mulvaney, he runs around like he knows everything and he knows nothing, he's a schnook. And to be quoted by Chris Wallace is an embarrassment. So here it all comes together, cut 20, oh, uh, excuse me, let me set it up better. So Kushner has apparently written that General Kelly pushed Ivanka at one point, that he shoved her, and that he was a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I believe that's true. I believe he is. It's too bad, too. Too bad. And other things that he has apparently said in his book, for instance, that he had to fight thyroid cancer. I know people have had to do that. And so Chris Wallace cites Mick Mulvaney, who says it's not true, because, of course, Mick was everywhere. The Mixter? He's a busy man. He was keeping track and monitoring Jared and Ivanka. He obviously was keeping track of all the hospital records. The Mixter. What a putz. Cut 21, Go.
3: We all know that oftentimes the conversation in the green room is more interesting than what's said on the air, the green room where we wait. By the way, come.
0: when are you ever going to take that cotton out of your mouth, you moron?
3: <laughs>
0: Let's start at the top again, shall we? Cut 21, go.
3: We all know that oftentimes the conversation in the green room is more interesting than what's said on the air, the green room where we wait before we come on the air. I was talking with Mick Mulvaney. Jared Kushner's new book came up in which he says that, uh, that John Kelly, he, the, pre, uh, the, he, the predecessor for him as White House Chief of Staff, shoved Ivanka out of the way. He said that is inconceivable. Could he have brushed by her? yeah, inconceivable that John Kelly, White House Chief of Staff. Well, there was. you have it, Mick Mulvaney.
0: It's inconceivable, so it must not be true. The mixer. You know what? Mick Mulvaney hates a lot of people that he worked with. And I remember guys telling me from the House of Representatives that he was absolutely untrustworthy and an absolute political fraud. And they turned out to be right.
3: Go ahead. He also said in the book, Kushner claims that he told Mulvaney that he had thyroid cancer Mulvaney said he never told me that. Wow. I have no recollection of it. And if he had, I would have remembered it.
0: Really? Like Cassidy Hutchison, everything she says must be accurate. But Mulvaney has, you know, an iron trap for a mind. If he was told that, he would have remembered. It's inconceivable that he wouldn't remember. He never told me. I would have remembered it, says the mixture. Well, then. What goes on in the green room in CNN? It's unbelievable. Now, when I used to go into the green room, ladies and gentlemen, you know what I did, Mr. Producer? I went for the donuts, exactly. I went for the donuts. If I were in there and Mick Mulvaney were talking, I'd say, please be quiet. I'm trying to watch the commercial. First thing I'd say, who are you again? Mick Mulvaney is. Is looking for a place in history now. He gets to decide who the good people are and the bad people. So he must hate Jared and Ivanka. Hate them. Loves John Kelly. That's inconceivable. John Kelly would do that. And there is uh, Cottonmouth, Chris Wallace. And I'm sure the mixter was hoping that his comments in The Green Worm were kept confidential. But nothing's kept confidential from Chris Wallace as far as I can tell so there they are at CNN together how about that unbelievable really folks would you turn down millions of dollars per year well, let me start it this way mr. producer have you bought a lottery ticket for today mr. call Screener, have you bought a lottery ticket for the day You're answering for him. Most of you, have you bought lottery tickets? How no, many of you have? Did I? Of course I did. If I get $1.2 billion, big cut goes to the federal government. Of course I give a big cut to my wife, as she would with me. That's the way it works. Just messing around. But what else would I do? Maybe I'd buy a couple of radio stations. What do you think? Maybe I'd spend $417 million in dark money to affect the outcome of the election. Ooh! You never know. You never know. Maybe I'd do a lot of good things. And you know what? One of the things I would do, seriously, Rich, what do I love? Dogs. What? I'd give you a million bucks why not but I'm saying dogs do you know how many dogs just take a couple hundred million do you know how many dogs you could save seriously and I know many of you are saying what are your priorities mark what about people so I understand we spend trillions on these other things God and just think about that every no-kill shelter in this country would benefit but hey likelihood of my winning is the likelihood of my winning the Pulitzer Prize I'll be right back
1: Mark Levin
0: We have a fantastic Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time Please, if you can't watch it Go ahead and set your DVR to record it. You can set it at any time. You don't have to wait till Sunday. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, and all times in between and around. We have two tremendous guests. For the first time ever in, what, almost six years, Governor Kristi Nome of South Dakota. And, of course, our buddy Peter Schweitzer to go over Communist China and their most recent threats and how we have so many weaknesses and gaps in our own government as a result of what the Communist Chinese have done to us. So it's two fascinating guests, and of course my monologue. And I will tell you this it'll be one of the best monologues I've ever done. I called an opening statement, monologue, however you wish. So I hope you'll check in. As long as yours people were concerned yesterday when I said, look, I have to drop something. Maybe I'll drop that. But, you know, I spoke to my wife. That's true. And um We got more reaction to that, Mr. Producer. I didn't say I would. I said I have to do something. So, as long as you're interested in it, as long as you like it, I'll keep doing it. As long as they'll let me do it, I'll keep doing it. As long as I have the freedom to discuss whatever I want to discuss, I'll keep doing it, okay? So, I appreciate you very, very much. Do we have any time here? Quickly, Elaine, Tempe, Arizona, Mark Levin App. You've got 40 seconds. Go.
5: Mark, my daughter worked on mainland China for 14 years. When we visited her, she told us that China definitely needed to get rid of 300 million unmarried single men because there are no wives. And China definitely needs
3: a war to get rid
5: of them.
0: So they need to get rid of these men because they don't have women and wives? and no uh,
5: women to marry.
0: Oh, so I guess they're getting a little restless. Well, that is one way to get rid of them, but that's a lot of dead. 300 million. It's about the population of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, every Friday, in your honor, your honor, America, here we go. I'll see you this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. If you can't watch it live, please set your DVRs. But I think you're going to love the show. This week is officially over. The weekend officially starts now. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, and our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. Good night, Spritey and Griffy. Good night, Pepsi and Zelda. Good night, Smokey and Gigi. And good night, Indy and Little Barney. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe. And America, have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Be safe and God bless you.